Welcome to 12 Tribes of Israel Congregation. Visit us at riseisrael.com or 12t.co. Our toll-free number is 888-447-1695. You can email us at scribe at riseisrael.com. Let's go to chapter 8 real quick. We're going to read this chapter, chapter 8, because this is the point of tonight. But before we read the chapter, I want to read to you 8. And verse 19. Alright, so in Zechariah 8 and 19, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the fast of the fourth month, and the fast of the fifth, and the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth, shall be to the house of Judah joy and gladness, and cheerful feasts. Therefore, love the truth and peace. So here it is that a few weeks ago, we kept the fast of the fourth. Not because it's a commandment, because chapter 7 showed us what? Our forefathers placed that on themselves to show humility and that they are repented and that they are seeking the Most High because they wanted prosperity again. And if it worked for them, why wouldn't it work for us? And most of us have been doing this for years now. When we fast in the fourth month, we fast in the fifth. The only one that is really required according to the law is the one of the seventh. So if you choose not to do it, it's fine. Except for the one of the seventh month. That one, Leviticus 23 shows us we got to keep that. That's not a choice. That one is to teach us how to repent, how to gain control of our spirit, if you're battling demons, right? How to get control over sin, and how to be more like Christ. Because if you could fast 24-hour period, then that means that you could stop yourself from committing any kind of sin. That means that you have the power over your body and over your soul to be able to what? Serve the Most High and not be mindful of fleshly carnal things. Because a lot of times people think that they cannot give up some things or that they cannot live without certain things and that's not true. You definitely have, could control your flesh and your spirit. There's no doubt about that. All right? So, but here is telling us future prophecy, that it will be feast days in the future. That was not fulfilled in the time period of our forefathers. So that shows us that what? That there was going to be another captivity, another Babylon that we were going to go through, and that there was going to be another generation doing the same things, as our ancient righteous forefathers, and they were going to receive the blessings that are mentioned in this chapter. So let's start in verse 1 now. Zechariah 8 and 1, it says again, The word of the Lord of hosts came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I was jealous for Zion with great jealousy, and I was jealous for her with great fury. That's the point we want the Heavenly Father to get to. When he becomes jealous for us, you know what that means? He gets jealous for us, that he sees the mistreatment that we receive and he gets angered because we're being touched by the other nations, because we're being killed by the other nations, because we are continually being prisoners of the other nations. We want the Most High to get jealous because he sees his children doing what he commanded and instead of us being blessed, the people are cursing us. Because he said to Abraham, 
and to his children that whoever bless you will be blessed. Whoever curse you will be what? Cursed. So we want the Heavenly Father to feel jealousy. And that's the point of keeping these fasts. Us reflecting on what we need to change and changing it. Not just saying it, but changing it. Let's go real quick to chapter 2. In the same book of Zechariah. Chapter 2. Because it said that the Lord will get jealous for us, right? In Zechariah chapter 2 and verse 7, it says, Deliver thyself. Deliver thyself. Deliver thyself. You know what that means? You have to save yourself. See, our people look to politicians to get salvation. Our people look to religious leaders to get salvation. But you got to save yourself. How you save yourself? By you making the change. When the flood was coming, Noah wasn't worrying about everybody else. He was worrying about saving himself and saving his family. And then he taught them the people. And if they listened, good. But if they didn't, well, when that flood came, that bull was finished, right? He finished building that ark, got in there, and his family was what? Saved. Us studying on the Sabbath and doing what the Most High commanded us, that's us delivering, saving ourselves. You might not be building an ark, but you're building yourselves up, which is similar. Deliver thyself, O Zion, and that's a name that the Most High gave Israel. That dwellest with the daughter of Babylon, that where we live at, just like our ancient forefathers, we were living in ancient Babylon. Now we in modern day Babylon. We dwell among the daughter of Babylon. It's not the actual Babylonians, it's the daughter. Why do they call them the daughter? Because ancient Babylon was Ethiopians. Are the people ruling over us Ethiopians? No. They copied the customs, the culture, the gods of what? Ancient Babylon. That's like when you watch the movie Matrix, right? They throw signs and um, symbolic things about how America is Babylon by calling them the ship that uh, Neo was in, the Nebuchadnezzar. And it has symbols and even scriptures in the movie. And they throw these signs because they know that they are what? That they Babylon. How we enslaved and being controlled and don't even know it. These are things that our people watch as entertainment, but this is really what you live in. This is really what's happening to you. It says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory that he sent me unto the nations, which spoiled you, and spoiled you means robbed you and took advantage of you. For he that toucheth you, toucheth the apple of his eye. The most I saying is like imagine someone puts a finger right at your eyeball, you know, to the pupil, right? Doesn't that hurt? So Most I said, when they touch you, it's like touching me like that, right? Because we're that precious to the Most High. We're the apple of his eye. We are the people that he called his. We used to be called his wife because we have a covenant, an agreement with him. So when we are walking about and don't even know who we are, that's a shame. You know what I'm saying? To not know that you're that precious to the Heavenly Father. They know that about you, but you don't know that about yourself. That's horrible. So you're wondering why everything going wrong for you, why this system is not made to benefit you and everything like that. You're not questioning why. Why is that everything goes wrong? It's because they know who you are. 
Some of our people are starting to wake up. Even famous people. Like, I don't know if y'all heard about that athlete um, from the Philadelphia Eagles. He was on the news about anti-Semitism. They said that he quoted something that was not really said by Hitler. But the point that he was trying to make is that we are the children of Israel. But then he got a whole bunch of flack as anti-Semitic. When in fact, how can he be anti-Semitic when he is a Shemite? He is the children of Israel. But that's the trickery of this world to try to suppress that knowledge. They'll say that what? Or he's racist or he's this or he's that. And him being afraid, of course, to lose his millions. He's going to what? Apologize and everything. Even Ice Cube recently uh, put on stuff saying that we are the true children of Israel. Showing how in Egypt, where we was enslaved, the pictures of the Hebrews of the children of Israel in Egypt were not white people. They were what? Dark-skinned people. But they'll say, oh, that's anti-Semitic. So the point that is being made is that you are precious to the Most High. And the Most High, if we all come back to his commandments and they touch you or they mistreat you, he's going to get jealous. He's going to get jealous for you. Let's go back to chapter 8 and verse 3. I want your brothers to visualize what I'm about to say. Imagine you being married and having children. You go work. Nine or five jobs, very hard, very difficult. You provide food, you provide shelter, you provide anything that your children and your wife want. But while you are away from, from the house because you're working hard, your children is calling somebody else daddy. Your wife opens the door to some guy. He gets all the affection. He gets all the love. He gets to eat your food that's in your fridge. He sits in your chair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is like a, a merengue song that we listen to <laughs> where the guy, the guy comes in, you know, even puts on the guy's clothes. He gets the gifts. He gets the special treatment. The children come, take off his socks, put the chancletas, chancletas are the slippers on. They go, daddy, daddy. He's like, he sits. Then he leaves a, a few minutes before you. Every day you see him walk out the, the building, you come in, and you get mistreated. Ah, we call you the N-word. <laughs> this guy over here. You want dinner? I, I, I'm busy all day with the children. The kids don't even want to talk to you. They call you out of your name. They suspect you. You're like, what the hell? I do everything for these I make sure that they are in every fashion or form. I even give them love. I try to hug them when even after they push me away. How are you feel? You find out you got a camera in the house. You find out, oh, they don't really love me. They love some other strange guy. The milkman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The newspaper guy or whatever. But me, they don't love. That's what we did to the Heavenly Father. Most men eventually will do what? They'll be like, the hell with this family. I'm going to leave. Let's see how you survive. Let's see how you're going to be able to handle without me. <laughs> I said, the Amazon guy. <laughs> he dropped it. <the> <laughs> 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 
That's a good one. He dropping the package and he's like, don't leave, come in. I, I'll give you some coffee. You know, you treat him, put some slippers on for him and everything. Yeah. So imagine the Amazon guy, right? <laughs> but you're the one that bought the package. But he, the Amazon guy gets the good treatment. That would be messed up, right? But that's how we did to the Most High. That's exactly what we did to the Heavenly Father. And for that reason, he's not jealous for us until we show that we are sincere to him. That we're not going to be worshiping false gods. We're not going to give ourselves into the, the idolatry that is set up by the system or, or that we were mistakenly doing. Once we start learning of our sins, we got to stop committing them. We got to change. Cause it has, been affecting us for hundreds of years now. See, we got broken by slavery to forget who we are. This is why they purposely made us to forget our history so that we could continue in sin. As long as we continue in sin, they also continue in power. That's why verse 3 says, Thus saith the Lord, I am returned unto Zion. Why did he return to our forefathers? Because they returned to him. See, that's the key thing. You got to make the first step to the most high, then he will come back to you. So how did they show that they wanted to make that step to him? Well, first of all, they repented, they prayed, they asked for forgiveness, and they started keeping his laws. And then they started doing things even beyond what his law required, like fasting. That's why Christ said in the book of Matthew that when he's gone, we're going to fast. When the bridegroom is gone, we're going to fast because we're the bride. And why he said that? Because he knew the hardships that were going to come after he was crucified upon our people. Say, so, I am returning to Zion, and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem shall be called a city of truth. So when our forefathers would got the freedom after the Babylonian kingdom fell, he told the Persian king, by this Bible, hundreds of years before the God was even born, he mentioned him by name. He says, Cyrus shall be my servant. And eventually Cyrus the Great, the king of Persia in Mede, came into power, read that in the Bible, and gave our people the freedom that God predicted that would come after the 70 years of slavery in Babylon. And when they returned to the land, the Moses said, that land shall be known as the city of truth. That's why Christ was born where? Not in Babylon. Where was he born? In the land of Israel, in Bethlehem. Where was Christ teaching? In Jerusalem. Showing you the fulfillment of prophecy. And the mountain of the Lord of hosts. The holy mountain. So Jerusalem is still known to this very day as the holy mountain. Even though we're not there. And that's why we pray towards Jerusalem. It says, actually, before we continue reading in verse 4, let's go to, real quick, hold your spot in Zechariah. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. I had a neighbor of mine that I've known for some years, right, come up to me one day because he went to the website. He's like, man, why, why slavery happened to us? That's when I, I explained to him that slavery happened to us because of our sin. He still didn't get it. But when I use that analogy, because he's a father, 
Right? When I used that analogy and I told them, wouldn't you punish your children if they did evil, if they did wickedness? He's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said, our God is our father. You know, we committed adultery against him by worshiping false gods. And if you commit adultery against God, you're going to commit adultery against your spouse. Then you're not going to care about your family. Then you're going to, the household's going to be broken up. The woman's going to be raising the child by herself because what? If you can't be loyal to your, to your God, how are you going to be loyal to what? To your own flesh and blood. So that's why the Heavenly Father said this in Proverbs chapter 8. We're going to Proverbs chapter 8. And we're going straight to the point, which is verse 17. It says in Proverbs 8 and 17, I love them that love me. Do you hear that? I love them that love me. The Heavenly Father is telling us straight up that in order for us to get his love, we have to love him. But the problem is that people don't know what love is. Even though Christ said it very clearly in St. John 14, 15. We're not going there, but write it down. St. John 14, 15. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's what he said. When we got the commandments, he told us that. When he gave us the commandments, he told us to get to love him is keeping his commandments. And that's how we get mercy. To hate him is to break his commandments. And that's how we get what? Punishments. Again, I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. I bet many of you on Skype that have been seeking the most high early because right now it's not this people looking at COVID like this is the end. This is just the be this is the beginning, people. Those of us that have been on Skype, that have been meeting in the school and everything like that, I bet many of you could talk of how some way or some fashion the most high was found of you. Whether it be in a dream that he reveals something to you. And then it came to pass. And then it happened. Or whether some something that is not normal happened. And you know it was the Heavenly Father. I know I could say that hundreds of times over. Like I could literally write a thick book about how many times the most I have spoken to me in some fashion or form. So if you seek him, you're going to find him. Jumping down in the chapter in Proverbs 8, it says here in verse 34, Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor. Favor is you become his favorite. You'll get his blessing, his mercy. Shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. When we sin, we're really doing harm, not to him, but to ourselves. Because he really doesn't need us. All they that hate me love death. So to hate the Heavenly Father is to commit sin. Anyone that hates the Most High, that what they really love is death. That's really what it means. Going back to the book of Zechariah, chapter 8. And we in verse 4, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, They shall yet old men and old women dwell in the streets of Jerusalem. Now, some of you not, might not realize how that is a blessing from the Lord. 
Because remember, in verse 3, he told her he returned to us, meaning he's now dealing with us. Now he's giving them blessings. And he's, he's talking to them of that generation. But that's not only for them of that generation. Remember, we read down of the fast, how they have not been turned yet to feast days, right? So meaning that these prophecies also apply to us in these days. If we return, then he will be returned to us. How is it a blessing for, for there to be still old men and old women? You know how there's a blessing? You ever seen that movie? Um, it starts off with the scene in the beginning scene. The there's a kid that gets killed. He's just about to turn twenty one. He's like, <laughs> he gets shot, and then the woman comes, "Oh my baby, my baby!" And then she looks at him, "He ain't my baby." She just dropped the dead body. So basically, the joke was, which is not really a joke. This is really sad. How a black man that cannot turn twenty one. That's basically what the joke was. I forgot the name of the movie. Well, that shows us our people are so cursed. Our people don't have that blessing. How many of you know of relatives or family members that died before they even could be considered grown? Died while they were in their youth, in their 20s, and or died before turning 21 or whatever. That's something common in every family of so-called blacks and Hispanics. If you see someone grow old, they don't grow old and we go, oh, yeah, he had a, a blessed life, a prosperous life. No, he was probably old because he coming out of jail old. So that's how he got saved from being killed out in the streets or whatever. That's a blessing because back then the same thing used to happen. People used to get murdered. By the Babylonians and their dead bodies will be left in the streets. So the Most High is letting us know, look, it's going to be a common thing for you to see there still to be old men and old women dwelling in the streets of Jerusalem. You know, and when they, and it says dwelling in the streets of Jerusalem, meaning they, they don't have no fear to be in the streets. Can your grandma walk around safely in the streets? Or are you nervous for her that she might get robbed? Or even raped. It says, and every man with his staff in his hand for very age. Meaning, so they, they're so old that they got to use a cane or a baton to help them to walk good. So it says, and the streets of the city shall be full of boys and girls. Playing the streets thereof. Is it safe for your children to play in the streets? It's not safe at all. They could get kidnapped. Police could shoot him, right? We could, Tamir Rice, right? That kid was playing with a toy gun. Cop didn't even come out of the car, just right from the car, just shot him. Bah! Killed him. You know, some of us are not that old to be like, damn, I remember when I was a kid, I used to be able to play in the streets. My mom didn't let me play in the streets. And she basically would say it's not safe. The few times I played in the streets was when she was supervising me. But the majority of the time, we had to go to the park or whatever to be able to play. Because it's not safe. So some people might allow their children to play in the streets. And maybe the most I showed them mercy that they don't get killed. But it happens often. Straight bullets kill kids all the time. From people, our own people shooting each other. 
All types of things could happen to your streets, to your children in the streets. So this is, look at the blessings that the Most High is promising us. Back then, it was also a problem. It says here, verse 6, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people, the word remnant means the remaining, the small group of this people. And the reason it says if it seems marvelous, because it is marvelous. Just to imagine playing in the streets is marvelous. You know where I used to play in the streets with no problem? But it was safer than what? The U.S. Because in my block, there was crack vials all over the streets. Crack vials. The crack vials was like these little, um, where they used to put crack in. And when the crackers used to use them, they just throw it on the floor. The crackers were like zombies all around my neighborhood, literally. They used to do crack right in the basement of my building all the time. One summer, I was walking with my mother from shopping. And while we were walking, there was a big crowd. Like, what's going on? A guy was stabbed right in the chest. He was just sitting there in the car and everybody surrounding him. Nobody calling the cops or calling the, you know, ambulance. As a kid, I saw someone get shot in their back one time, right in front of me. So it wasn't safe. We used to hear guns going literally in our neighborhood all the time. Some people could, you know, remember the the few times that you get to play outside. For me to play baseball, I had to go to the park. Or we used to play baseball in the hole inside our building. That's, that's how we used to play inside the building, in the hallway inside of our building. This is things that we wish that our children could have what? A safe place to live. That's why when you look at, you know, the so-called white man's neighborhoods, they be like difficult to get to because they want to keep their children safe, their streets safe, be able to play basketball outside and everything like that. But we don't have that choice. Because we don't get the same prosperity as they do. This system, you know, is set up that you can't buy houses in their neighborhoods. Right? That used to be called redlining back in the days. So let's read on. It says here, If it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, should it also be marvelous in mine eyes? Save the Lord of hosts. So the most eye, that's nothing. But to us, that is what? Something with amazement. Something marvelous. So he said, that's a small blessing. That's nothing. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, behold, I will save my people from the east country. Because when you look, Babylon in ancient times is east to the land of Israel. When you look at a map of the land of Israel, which the, the land of Israel today is not the full land of Israel. But if you look at the map today of Israel and you look at where Iraq is, that's east. So that was talking to them back then. They were being saved from Babylon that was in the east. But look at the next part. And from the west country. There's no Babylon in the west. What Babylon in the west? Yes, sir. Right, America. Right, when you look at a map, where is America in comparison to the land of Israel? It's all the way in the West. We're in the Western Hemisphere of the Earth. You understand? The Most High is talking to you. He's talking to you. How this will be what? Possible 
if we come back to him, even in our current captivity. He said, and I will bring them, and they shall dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. So that's the, the end result that we want, for us to be returned by the Heavenly Father to our land, to the promised land, to the kingdom that's going to be established on earth. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God, in truth and in righteousness. Because we cannot follow God how we want. We got to do it in righteousness, meaning the right way. What is righteousness? Keeping his laws. People in the, in the churches, right, they teach that we don't have to be righteous. That the laws of God have been nailed to the cross. Christ came to destroy them and blah, blah, blah. And all this. To continue living in sin. That's why they say that. But when you read the scriptures, the prophecy is that in the last days, we're going to return to the laws that God gave us. Why? Because they fix our problems. They will fix the mental issues we have. They will fix the problems of the, our households being broken homes. It will fix our lack of power economically or whatever kind of way. It will fix those things. Hold your spot right here in Zechariah. Let's go to real quick to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. So going to the book of Romans chapter 8. So Romans chapter 8 and verse 4. So in Romans 8 and 4 it says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. The so-called New Testament does not tell us to break the laws. It's telling us that we have to fulfill the righteousness that is found in the laws. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh. What does it mean we walk not after the flesh? That means that we don't walk according to the wicked desires. A wicked desire might be you see a woman because it's summertime and she's dressed inappropriately. But you want to, your eyes like, like, some, like you're going to eat her up with your eyes. You don't need to do that. You need to acknowledge that that sister is in darkness and she's dressed like a whore. And she doesn't know that. That she's living her life as a whore. Even if she was to look back at you and even flirt with you, you would not walk after the flesh. You would not give yourselves the pleasure or the desire to deal with that type of woman. Because you know that's death. It says, but after the spirit. What it means we walk after the spirit? When a man is in truth, we know we can't deal with women that are in the world. What does that mean, dealing with women in the world? Meaning dealing with women that do not walk according to the righteousness that's in the law. Because we can see what that woman really is. That woman is a dragon, the Bible says. That woman is death itself. Instead of allowing yourself to be deceived by your lust when you think scripturally you're gonna think correctly why do you think she's dressed sexy because she's using what sex as a way to trap men so when you think right you will not get caught out there in problems then you won't have baby mama dramas then you won't have a woman calling you out your name then you won't have a woman where you got to question whether that child is yours or not. 
You know what I'm saying? You won't have the many, many, many problems that come with dealing with that type of woman. Because scripture tells you a whole woman will bring you to a piece of bread. Meaning she will make you to become nothing. That's what the next verse says. For they that are after the flesh do mind what they think about all the time. The things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Does that mean we can't deal with women? No, that means we deal with women, but righteously. We're not going to deal with whores or make whores of our sisters. Because while you're looking at that woman like, oh, look at her behind and this and that, right? Well, if you have sisters, if you have a mother, which all of us do, you wouldn't like your mother to be looked that way either, right? You would like your mother or your sisters to be looked upon respectfully. So therefore, you look at sisters with purity, not with a lustful eye. For to be carnally minded, to have that type of mindset, and it's not just looking at women, but there's many other things that our people do that they don't think correctly about. For to be carnally minded is death. That's what it all leads to at the end of the day. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Is what? Life and peace. So instead of continuing the vicious cycle that plays our neighborhoods, when you start doing the laws, you ain't going to have the same problems. Women in the world, first of all, when you don't pay them no mind, they start looking at you like, well, he's special. Like they're going to hunt you down now. Whereas before, you gave them all the attention in the world and they looked at you like, you ain't got no chance over here, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Now you could be with stink breath, crust in your eyes, <laughs> hair all undone. But you're keeping the commandments. I'm not saying that's how people they keep the commandments look, but I'm just exaggerating, right? And all of a sudden, you look like gold to them. All these gold diggers come around and you're like, Hi, what's your name? The other day, I was uh, preparing for the Sabbath. And while I was preparing for the Sabbath, I had my wife helping me and stuff like that. Right? But we were not together. And, you know, I wasn't paying no mind, right? At all. And my wife was like, yo, you still got it. I'm like, what you talking about? She's like, yo, that chick was checking you out. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I still got it. <laughs> right? That's <laughs> like, I didn't even notice. Because when you're spiritually thinking, you're not even you're not even paying attention to those things at all. I was literally in my own world thinking about scriptural things, thinking about things I gotta do, blah blah blah. You ain't gotta worry about that. That's why the scripture tells us to be spiritually minded, because it brings life and it gives peace. Just to make yourself feel strong You keep on doing us wrong Just to make yourself feel strong Babylon, it's you It's you that I'm talking to Babylon, it's you It's you that I'm talking to You took away the children's rights 
you leave them no choice but to fuss and fight. Took away the children's rights. You leave them no choice but to fuss and fight. What you gonna do? Babylon is who I am talking to. Babylon, yeah. It's you. It's you. You keep on doing us wrong. Just to make yourself feel strong You keep on doing us wrong Just to make yourself feel strong Babylon, it's you It's you, yeah I'm talking to Yeah But you still cannot see Pity you no know Babylonian Your days are numbered What you gonna do, yeah What you gonna do when you can't go through You keep on doing us wrong Just to make yourself feel strong You keep on doing us wrong Just to make yourself feel strong Babylon, it's you Said it's you I am talking to Babylonians Said it's you, yeah, I am What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah, you took away the children's rights What you gonna do, what you gonna do, yeah